Hey, welcome to the Humato Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes. I'm Johnny, founder of The Venture Out, the best way and the only way to get your morning started. So go sign up at theventureout.com. Say it slowly. Theventureout.com. <laughs> so I'm up at the other one. <laughs> and I'm Bo. Jimmy and I are on a level where I know what he's going to do. We've got that vibe where we understand each other, that we're able to do things outside of the route and make things happen. By Byron Lefwich. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the Jimmy in there? Jimmy, I don't know the Jimmy. Is he's a quarterback. Uh, no, it's it's probably um, uh, Buffett. Coach. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So hey, hey, welcome, welcome. It is. Uh, what's today's date? Today is Sunday, October seventh, two thousand eighteen, and the Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show is not quite that stuffy, but here and there, we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. So what's going on, guys? Well, talk about something profound. Let's go ahead and get it out of the way. Get, get out of the way. I'm excited. This is my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> see. It's better than Pro Lost. <laughs> pro Lost Con win? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. So... Profound. Oh. For, <laughs> for our fans out there, we would highly appreciate it. Go check out patreon.com slash junto show where you can contribute a few bucks here and there to help us do what we love to do, which is tell dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of an uncle joke kind of guy. <laughs> My uncles are pretty funny. Yeah. Okay, okay, all right. So uh, you guys got anything you want to bring to the, the, pre, the pre-news portion of the show there? Any fun things going on in life? Uh, my son is one years old. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, so he's still alive, so that's good. Good job. So, so do you think he'll listen to these when he's older? Nope. Yeah, probably I, not. Would you listen to your dad's radio show? You know, it's one of those things where... When I'm older, I would. <laughs> Especially like this is an opinion show. Like, you would probably get to know your dad yeah, pretty good. Exactly. Yeah. Now in my 20s, maybe my 30s, but... Probably around in my forties and fifties. Yeah, definitely I'll be listening. Forties no, yeah. and fifties. Yeah, well, he's an old man. Then <laughs> no, no, he's probably old or dead. Yeah. So, so no, listen to him while he's alive. So this is this is me talking to. Um, I'm I'm now dead, right? <laughs> this is thirty years in the future. You're dead in thirty. Dead 30. <laughs> <laughs> I live a hard life. I'm like Kavanaugh all the time. <laughs> like, no, I like beer. <laughs> I like beer. Do you like beer? <laughs> okay, so uh, but he does work out a lot. He does. <laughs> he works out a lot, man. <laughs> uh, so I'm talking to my son uh, posthumously, and I'm saying everything's going to be okay. Um, it, you know, the time that we live in, we're just saying oh. random things. Oh wait, so Bo, if this is a like a time capsule message to your son in the yeah. future, yeah. okay, what's the one life advice you need to tell him right now, son? Mm. Don't forget to, or please do buy uh, buy movie pass stock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I was thinking about that. Might actually be a good play because I really long term it might be okay. I do bought you, some more today. Do, yeah. you, do you guys think so? <laughs> I'll I'll buy some more. I bought I bought two, <laughs> Johnny scratches. Two, I, I bought two two more dollars worth today. Did you? <laughs> hundred shares. Look, I'm like I, it's 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 so cheap, and I do believe in the product. Like if they get it together, if it goes up to a dollar, yeah. Uh, I've made, right. I've made $500. Well, the thing, though, is... Like, so, but but how, how how could you buy $2 worth? The the commission itself is $7. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> is that how that works? Yeah. In, in every transaction you do, buying-wise, it's whatever. It charges something. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know how stocks work. Oh. 
<laughs> well, that's the brokerage fee. Oh, that's good so, looking at Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, platform did you use? Um, my TD Ameritrade app. Yeah, there might be a, a fee there. Oh, well. Yeah, there's, there's usually a fee for trading. So it kind of discourages day trading, essentially. Right. Well, uh, there's one free one. There's uh, Robinhood, which I'll support. Anyways, keep going, keep going. Oh, keep that's going. why I'm doing this podcast for free with uh, the rest of you. <laughs> Poor. <laughs> well, I'll say, uh, son, if you're listening to me, I have dementia. <laughs> I I I have uh, one leg because of that car wreck, <laughs> and uh, and uh, your wife left or your wife my wife left me. Your mom is uh, I don't know. This is really sad now. <laughs> yeah, why'd you go sad? <laughs> Just give us some advice, man. Go ahead. Okay. You, you got to tell him how to sur- survive uh, like the apocalypse. Uh, shave your balls. <laughs> no, don't. Okay. No, it's uh, no. You definitely do. Well, oh, are this, we talking about this right now? This, I mean, this is a bit much for the show, but uh, yeah, no. I did it before, right? And uh, don't shave your butthole, shave your balls. It's way too hot in Florida. What's oh, yeah. <laughs> wrong, you guys? You need a you need a little layer of something between you barbarians. Your uh, your junk in in your underwear there. It's yeah, a, I, I shave weekly. Do you really? You don't need to. I don't know. I don't, it's too much. I'll cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> and three, <laughs> two. All right. Okay, so that, that what a uplifting uh, uh, homage to to your son there, to your son and, and to my son. Um, hey, it was it was weird times here, son. Don't judge me. Uh, I love you probably, and probably. I and I accept. Uh, you know, I'm of the mindset that it's like very likely I'll love my kid. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I will love my kid for sure. I might not like him. I, I acknowledge that. <laughs> All right, and we're going to get things kicked off with our first segment here. Okay, yeah. Hot take news. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. All right. So, uh, so the biggest news going on in the country is uh, you know, the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh. Well, is it the biggest news? Probably the biggest news. Okay. The nomination of Brett Kavanaugh to the mm. Supreme Court at this time. Oh, wait. So it's Sunday, right? I said. So he's probably in, on the Supreme Court. Congratulations to Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> on your uh, appointment to the Supreme Court. Um, so a thing I, I picked up on that I, I was trying to look into it, right? Because... Uh, I think this is a, going to be an increasingly, what's the word, uh, increasingly profound issue mm-hmm. as we go forward in society. So Kavanaugh was nominated by a candidate, a presidential candidate, who lost the popular vote by 3 million votes. The 49 senators who voted no on Kavanaugh represent 181.8 million Americans. The 51 who voted yes represent 143.2 million Americans, about 40 million less. So... You have a minority, I don't want to use the word minority, but a minority president, a minority uh, represented president, and a minority Congress who has complete control of the government, all three branches, and to control the Supreme Court for the next 50 years. And I don't know, like, I don't, it's unsustainable for for 40 well, million people to not have their say in what goes on in yeah, the government. So, okay, so maybe I, I don't. Hundred percent know this, but does his nomination originate out of the House? No, it nominates from the list of people given to Trump. So, so Trump nominates it. It goes mm-hmm. to committee. Does it go go to the House at all? No, no, no. It mm-hmm. just goes straight to the Senate. Mm-hmm. The Senate is the only people that did confirm the yes. Yep. Okay. So, I would say that it should go through the House too. That would be the, the no. I, I say they just get rid of the electoral votes. Get rid of the electoral votes. Oh, electoral college. Electoral college, yeah. Yeah. Get rid of that. Just it's just a popper vote. Yeah, just I agree. Do straight up every one. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You're, you're talking about presidential election or confirmation? Presidential election. Well, oh. I'm ta- yeah, I'm talking about every type of election here. Just do 
just get rid of the electoral vote. Well, there's only electoral college in. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you really want? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's a part of me that's like, you know, you kind of want popular vote, but uh, you don't want. Uh, but I think the context dumb of, Facebook people. No, no. Voting. But here's the thing, though. It, we yeah. have right now we have the worst of both worlds. Yeah. The that when the founders initially the founders dreamt of the the electoral college. The I don't know of, if it's the worst of both worlds, but it's it well, could be better. I'll make my case. The 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 stated goal was to, in case the populace nominated somebody for president who was totally unfit, or a madman, or a tax cheat, <clears throat> for a president that the yeah. elec- the electors in the electoral college would actually overturn the popular vote and put in somebody more qualified. Say, no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah, but what does happen is that, um, in actuality, is that the, and it was also to protect slave states. <clears throat> so what what does happen though is that the the electors um, hold firm to what their the voters say, and in the process, more or less disenfranchise millions and millions of voters. You know, like in, in such a way that I think uh, was it was it, it's like seven of the last nine presidential elections were won by Democrats, but like uh, well at least no, not, not Democrats, but just popular vote. I think yeah, okay, yeah, the popular vote yeah. didn't win. Uh, the presidency didn't go to the person that won the popular vote in like forty percent of the last. Uh, eight elections or something like that some crazy amount and that's super bad for a country that bl- claims to be a quote unquote democracy so and yeah. I, I think if we change that then we will rectify who gets into the presidency which would not who is the person who nominates the judges yeah and the senate who confirms them would then be you know. yeah I, I think the only thing i'm thinking about that is like you know if you decide to live in like South Dakota or North Dakota you essentially have no say in government politics. no you, you got it totally backwards you, you, right as it stands right now, a person who lives in South Dakota has like fifty times more say in politics than a person that lives in California. Correct, because their vote counts way more because they still get the same number of uh, of um, what's it called? Well, uh, they don't get the same electoral college votes. So definitely not. Yeah, no, well, no, you get more. So it, you it, get more with the Senate. You get more per proportion. But you're weighted heavier, right? You're it, in both yeah, in yeah. both houses, though, because the because it's capped at the house. Yeah, it's person. capped. Yeah. So there's there's like. 50 million people in California and like mm-hmm. 800,000 in Wyoming. Yeah. And Wyoming gets two senators the same as California gets two senators. And yeah. and so and even in the house the, the the ratio of population to people is way off uh in say those two states and then most states too. I did the math on it one time and it was something crazy. So it's a uh, it's bad. It's really bad. They said they said in um and I brought this up before. They say by like 2040 or something that uh two-thirds of the the country Two thirds of the senators will be representing like uh, one third of the country or something like that. It's a uh, not good, and it's also you know the craziest people. <laughs> so that's my personal thing on there. So, regarding the biggest news in the United States, you know, when we, when in the context of the world, though, I don't feel like there's enough news going on. To talk about uh, Indonesia too. The the, storm? the tsunami, the tsunami, the, the fifteen hundred people that oh, were really? killed. Yeah, yeah you didn't see that. Tsunami? Fifteen hundred people die in this thing. So sad. Yeah. It, it, you said it's I saw crazy. some of the things, and I was like, I was like waiting for them to be like, either America was sending aid, or Trump was like, "What'd they do for us?" <laughs> yeah. So crazy. It's a, yeah, it's it's a hard time to really follow the news closely. I feel like at the end of every week, I feel like a boxer in the twelfth round who's just doesn't have a round on him, just, just been getting his butt ass whipped the whole yeah. fight. Yeah. Next story. <laughs> All right. All right uh, mattress firm files for bankruptcy. 
I don't see how that's possible. I don't see how. It's I thought possible. they were a drug front the whole entire time. Thank you, Bo. I've been saying that. I, I, I ride past Mattress Firm, and I've never seen anybody in any one of those stores, and they are everywhere. I've bought yeah. two mattresses from them just this year alone. What are you going through? How are you going through mattresses? So, so oh, fast, you know, you know, just, you know, <laughs> you, just, know what I'm you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Bought two mattresses in a year. So. I probably bought, I don't know, maybe five total in my life. So It's yeah. actually kind of a funny story. So you guys know how I love to negotiate just for the hell of it, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't know that. Actually. Oh yeah, I love. Uh, I watched Johnny buy a car one time. Masterful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I've been in this mattress firm store for a long time now, trying on every single mattress. <laughs> Finally settled on the one I like, right? Mm-hmm. And the sales lady's like, "So why don't you just buy it? Like we finally landed on the one you wanted, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I really like it, but it's not on sale. I I, I just can't bring myself to buy something at full price, you know." So I, I told her, "I was like, well, give me the king." For the price of the queen, right? And she's like, "Well, this is the matches we never go on sale on. This is just the firm price that's for the that." You know, I was like, "Well, that's the deal." And she's like, "Well, let me call the boss." Calls the boss, comes back, and like, "All right, we'll give it to you for the queen price." Hey, like fantastic, right? So that worked out good. Broke up with a girlfriend. She takes the king mattress. So I, I now I need another mattress. Right? Did, did you? Okay, I won't go Wait, into did, it. But did I you hear. buy the other mattress? No, no. Oh. But my uh, my my ex girlfriend bought that mattress. Okay, you but, just I, negotiated. but I negotiated. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay. okay so so Wait, now, she, like, you didn't go half these. No. Okay. Well, yeah. She's her mattress then. Yeah, it's her mattress. Man, so, would, but I now sold it before I gave it to her. <laughs> <laughs> so so now I I needed her mattress. So I go in, you know, hey, I I already know what mattress I want, but I want the queen size for the price of a twin. <laughs> I meant to say full. Yeah. I forgot about the full size, so yeah. I just said twin. He's like, well. Let me go call the boss. So it goes calls the boss like, all right, you got the price for the twin. I was oh. like, yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. Don't. Wow. Next time you go in, I like a a twin for free. <laughs> no. I like the I'm on the twin for the price of a pillow. <laughs> In unrelated news, they're going out of business for some reason. <laughs> so the way to go, Johnny. Yeah. Go stock up now. <laughs> I single handedly brought down that store <laughs> my negotiation skills. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, I'm so bad at negotiating. I never even try. Like, I wouldn't even thought to negotiate a mattress. What? Oh, really? It, oh. My negotiating tactic is I go, yeah. uh, what's the price of that? And I go, and if they tell me a deal, I go, nah, I just leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, not giving, I'm not giving haggle with you. Hey. It's not worth it. So, if you're not, like, I'm, if I'm walking out. I'm, wa- I'm walking out. <laughs> you're like waving at me. I'm like, I'm leaving. Real, so, real slow walk. Like, <laughs> so true story. My mom negotiated in Walmart. <laughs> oh, really? And she got the lower price. Like to uh-huh. own some apples? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she was buying some clothing, mm-hmm. and she knows like, hey, hey, uh, there's a piece of string in this shirt, or, or something was off with uh, it. It was, yeah. it was fine, but you know, she's like, oh, fine, fine, we'll we'll give it to you forever off. I was like, all right, it Man, works. I tell you, there was a span of time in college when I was I was a uh, I would go hang out with my was it second oldest sister, and she was so mean to everybody. She would always complain everywhere we went, complain, 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 but she would. But the managers, or whatever, would give her so many like discounts and coupons and stuff like that, and it was so embarrassing to be with her. But she never paid full price for anything. Yeah, man. <laughs> and I was like, man, over the course of a year, you must save so much money. <laughs> All right, let's see what else do we got here. <laughs> okay, this one's fun. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> worst idea in history or best idea in history? And here's the head- headline: um, Adult love dolls rent before you buy service. <laughs> let me say. Let me say it again. Adult love dolls, love dolls, rent, rent before you buy. <laughs> so what did you think about it, Lance? <laughs> I'm like, of all the things you might buy used, 
I, I'm thinking it's it's not worth it. Maybe haggle, but don't <laughs> don't go for the used sex doll. <laughs> I think just pay the extra fifteen percent more. It, it, it's not worth it. Um, but you know that's why I'm, I'm I'm here poor still. I'm not the, thinking outside the box like whoever. You know, hey, <laughs> hey, come on. There's Uber, <laughs> but for <laughs> sex dolls. <laughs> But <laughs> maybe you're strapped for cash or something. <laughs> oh, you know? oh, oh, I, I can't think of another one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so so the real story, and this is the thing. Apparently, some guy, uh, I'm, and I'm assuming it's a guy, <laughs> was planning to open up what was basically a sex doll brothel in Houston. <laughs> like, like, don't let your car be seen out front of that place. <laughs> <laughs> like, put on your dark man mask yeah. and, and Uber to that. Like. <laughs> Oh man, is of all the places. I mean, if your car if breaks, you, is if you really want to get in that Westworld fantasy, <laughs> like if your battery dies in that parking lot, just push your car to the street <laughs> and let it get hit. Um, uh, so okay, but for some reason, the city council there uh, shut shut down the idea. So <laughs> I guess Trump had a point about these job killing regulations. Um, <laughs> the, the Houston City Council voted to amend a local ordinance banning businesses with quote anthropomorphic devices and objects utilized for entertainment and i believe they put entertainment in double quotes <laughs> okay anthropomorphic devices for entertainment yes that's pretty that is, that's too broad is that broad that's too broad yeah i mean when i say anth- when when i hear anthropomorphic i usually think of it as in terms of you know you're projecting emotions onto an animal that may not be able to have those emotions no, yeah. no well no i think entertainment is the thing that's too broad there yeah i'm like, just saying like i don't look at my dog and see him <laughs> smiling and he's like oh he's laughing <laughs> that's well the dog's not a device either. it's illegal so anthropomor- okay. anthropomorphic devices mean some type of robot yeah robot dog that smiles so what they're trying to do is ban sex robots but yeah. what they're really banning is uh dance robots too like or or some type <sighs> no of more chucky e. cheeses yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, no, yeah anthropomorphic no devices. showbiz no showbizes or Sex doll. That's illegal. Yeah. Equal, okay. Equally illegal in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, also, this, uh, one of the councilmen in that town said that uh, he was going to record anybody who went into the uh, the store <laughs> and put the and put it on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Let's see. How long has the segment going so far, Bo? Oh, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a beefy one. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Blah, blah, blah. I just read it. A couple and, of headlines here. And then another happy one. Hey, I got a happy one. I got a happy one. All right. Uh, China inserted surveillance microchip in servers used by Amazon, Apple. Ah, uh, this is a huge one. I think this is this is a oh, long oh. story. <laughs> this one's got Bo going here. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this quite a bit. Okay, well, let's talk about it then. <laughs> okay, so um, I think that uh, what they have, they are the only country that could conceivably, I mean, I guess we could do it, but they're, they're the only country that conceivably do it. Um successfully because they have all the manufacturing capability over there uh, i mean i guess we could put, put like a uh, chips in iphones or iphones are made in china <laughs> yeah iphones are made in china Designed in california you know made in china and the, and the thing i was thinking about is if you were to look closely at the manufacture of chips uh you would see that they're worried about like if you were to look at a board Right, you were to take a circuit out board inside a circuit. of some electronics. Yeah, yeah. So if you were to open up your computer and there's a green piece of plastic in there with all these little black dots on there, that's the heart and brains of your computer. Mm-hmm. You take one of those little black dots, which is usually uh, something that uh, is a, a a smart device, right? And you were to to open that that device up inside, you would see what they call a die, and that is a silicon based, you know, bunch of switches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
that little piece of dye is much, much smaller than that packaging that then goes onto the green board that then chips out. Yes. You know, why they needed to then, you know, create this little tiny chip to put inside the board so that you could pick up the board and you could actually see the chip instead of actually just taking the oh, chip you read off. This, you read this more deeply than I did. Okay, so they put then, a, they put a then, whole new chip on there that was like a spy chip instead of embedding the spy stuff into an existing chip. Yeah, and, oh. I, and, and so then I was thinking, like, that's actually probably more of a real possibility because it takes less, you know, what is it called? Um re-engineering of someone else's product so that you could tap into their stuff uh, where you just kind of take off an existing part put on your own modified part and then you still get probably the same data that could be what if they did both ubiquitous you know? what if they did both and they could be we think we fixed the problem taking off the spy chip but yeah but the regular chips got the, all the spy crap inside of it too and we think we're good here yeah but they're over there cracking up and the thing so, and i was thinking like how how do they even like I was trying to think about this because this is like a, this is like a huge operation, right? Because mm-hmm. the whole entire purpose of this, right? You're a spy, and you're over, and you're you're like, what information could I do? I need from Amazon or, or whoever, right? Is there a specific thing? Or are they just trying to get like all the data? I think they're trying to figure out when the next season of the Americans goes to play. <laughs> <laughs> well, so and the, and the thing is, I'm trying to think like you have this chip on there, right? How is it going to first get that data back to well, it, they, back to some Chinese server. They right? put it on servers. It, the, <laughs> the chips they were hacking, they, they put the stuff on was server chips, so it's yeah, already but, internet connected. Yeah, but so but the, that server chip isn't just going to be like, okay, let me go back to, uh, you know. Yeah, but, but the device is on probably has some sort of Wi-Fi capability these days. I'm, Almost everything has Wi-Fi capability. Sort I'm of, guessing or, what it probably does is, is it inserts like something in the packet, right? Yeah, there you go. So... You know everything is keep this accessible up. for the listeners too. There, they're dummies. Okay, so um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, the main way that networks talk to each other, right, on the internet, is uh, above the physical layer of the Ethernet is TCP/IP. Nope, you lost me. You, you, you went worse. Me. You I went worse. <laughs> you lost me. Okay, you lost me. Okay, okay, just go, just go back to what you're doing. <laughs> okay, never mind. Well, okay, th- is this an act of war? Uh, or just like this is just like along the lines of regular spying that we do. Yeah, okay, it's so probably regular spying. Don't, don't the only thing I'm hearing now is like there's like a microchips that are like Russian dolls like stacked <laughs> inside of each other, <laughs> and somehow it's gonna come get me. Well, the thing though is like, you know, we've probably done this. We probably screwed over Russia doing this. That's but, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, the thing though is like, I mean, you know, yeah? if people don't know, Russia has their own version of GPS. Right, it's a uh, it's backwards RPS. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me see if I can get the acronym for it because it's it's if if you don't know uh, uh, what is it called um, much about GPS, it's called GLONASS, and it's it's not as good as GPS. But essentially, there's a bunch of GPS. You say it's called glowing ass because I, th- I I had that website <laughs> bookmarked already. Yeah, um, <laughs> but owned by the Russians, bro. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> but essentially, you know, Russia Russia built all their stuff all themselves. Probably because they should. Yeah, we should because we we kept infiltrating and putting stuff in there and spying on them. Yeah, we we um yeah. we we put a I guess it's not like a manufacturing thing, but like a we put a virus into the centrifuges in Iran and right? Iran, yeah, and then just like made them run a little faster and they all blew yep. each other up. And yeah. that was a Siemens stuff. Siemens. 
yes. And um and and then uh, when when the whole Edward Snowden thing came out, uh, one of the things that they were saying that uh, I think it was America was doing was like at the point of delivery, like we would open up the package on like a router or whatever that was going to some place, and then put like spy spy chips inside the router, like open the package up, open the case of the of the router, and then put like our CIA stuff in there, and then close it back up, and then seal the, reseal the package, and then send that off to other yeah. countries. So like it's it's going on all over the place. It's a uh, it's wild. That's why you need to. Uh, yeah, and and to say that you know that this is the only chip that or the only thing that they found by China, I think it's kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, I I I bet they have this stuff. It is like everywhere. Yeah, and so, it's, it's funny because a couple weeks ago or months ago, like uh, the Huawei phones were banned. Like uh, they signed a bill mm-hmm. that said you couldn't use Huawei phones in the uh, military or or, or uh, I mean in government or contractor stuff. It's probably because of stuff like that. Yeah, because yeah. of stuff like this. You know, like, hmm. So how is this a happy note? This isn't ending. Yeah, I, I, like was, I was just going to read off the rest of my headlines, and then Bo was like, "This is important." So I was like, All right. "Well, no, I think I think this is one of the the like Tinker Toy uh, mm-hmm. spy stuff yeah, that totally right. You know, was kind of like more espionage back in the day, <laughs> and now it's kind of like a bunch of geeks that you know have a building, and then they they kind of infiltrate companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, look out for that. I don't. I mean, I really don't know what to do with that, <laughs> but like. Mm, the thing you need to be aware of. I'm sticking yeah. by my TVs. Well, I do think so. You know, I, I did think about this a little more. Is that the rise of cryptid data, encrypted transmission, encrypted or encrypted? Oh, okay, encrypted, not, encrypted. Not, 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 not ghost and ghouls. <laughs> yeah, um, is uh, terrifying. Will happen, and um, will be foisted upon uh, everybody. Like probably there's going to be a couple of OSs like micro. Microsoft Windows. Is mm, come I don't know. I, I don't think the government doesn't want you to use encryption. No, the government doesn't want you to. But I they think the people it. in Silicon Valley probably want you to. But the Apple is kind of pushing away, and then Google, I think, is the opposite. But eh, it's fine. Okay. And in good news, uh, there were two good news things uh, that I had. So I'll go to the first one. Um, paralyzed people are starting to walk again using a new kind of electrotherapy that is uh, engaging their nerves and their spinal system. Hmm. And the extra good part about that is that it's not even like a, a system specifically designed for that. It's kind of a third party thing that they're repurposing for the purposes of like a physical therapy. Mm-hmm. So when they specialize the technology for this particular purpose, it'll be even more effective. What was the original purpose? Oh, was, was it the ab stimulus thing? It was. <laughs> and I should have looked this freaking up. Um, let me see. You didn't even talk about the booby trap towels. The booby trap house. The booby trap house. I didn't talk about the booby trap house. Booby trap house. I didn't hear about uh, this. Okay, so the headline reads: uh, Police, FBI, FBI agent shot by booby trapped wheelchair in Indiana Jones inspired house. What? Yeah. So there was an Oregon man, and he uh, uh, was basically he had like abused his mom or something like that, right? And so the police were like, "Okay, you got to get out," right? And so what they what he did was like you know screw you government yeah you you know you know I, this is yeah. my house yeah, now so, my so, mom's so, so, so did you put a wheelchair at the top of the staircase and no then... but he he so he set up a bunch of booby traps like he um the one that I guess the funnier ones was uh they sent in like this special team of FBI agents and what he did was he had set up a jacuzzi to kind of uh, wheel out and crush. <laughs> one of the FBI agents, kind of like all uh, Indiana Jones. That's not funny. Right? Oh, like down the stairs? Yeah, no, I don't know down the stairs, but like... That's where the boulder came from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think if they like walked around a corner, the the thing would just kind of like collapse on them or something. 
And uh, so I think that uh, they had tripped a wire and then a wheelchair had kind of come out and shot <laughs> shot one of the FBI agents and stuff like that. So, a wheelchair shot? Well, he had, he had, I guess, he had mounted a gun to a wheelchair yes, and the, then had a tripwire. The old shotgun wheelchair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fell for it again. Yeah. <laughs> Stumped again. Oh man, that's a that's not cool, man. I don't know. Like, what was his crime that he was abusing his mom? Yeah, grandma? yeah. He wanted the house, and his mom was wouldn't die. She just kept living. So, okay, so it was a uh, okay. I found it. Yeah, but he but he was arrested. He was already under in jail in Arizona, and he had booby trapped the house in Oregon. So he was getting around. So. Those uh those Western guys are really anti government, which is weird. So it's, okay, so it's a um. A pain management MRI neurostimulator made by Medtronic. It's FDA approved for pain management. And uh, they controlled it with a remote that communicates through her skin to a hub in her abdomen. Hmm. I ha- she says, I have a remote to turn myself on and off. And when it's off, I'm completely paralyzed, she says. Whenever it's on, I can kick my legs out. I can walk. I can move my toes. I can do pretty much anything I need to. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that's pretty good, man. You know, uh, the technology's coming along just in time to make the uh, the old evil people on the Supreme Court live to be 150. <laughs> oh. And uh, so that was good news, number one. People are walking. And also the Nobel Prize, uh, the Nobel Peace Prize was uh, awarded to, uh, I believe, a Cameroonian, uh, a series of people, but a Cameroonian doctor who was uh, fighting against uh, sex crimes. So mm. congratulations to whoever that guy was. Yeah. All right, and that's the Hot Take News. For all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back, folks. I'm Johnny. And I am Bo. First <laughs> Officer Bo reporting, I should say. <laughs> and I'm Lance. And won't you all enter the captain's ready room? Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> Cue music. With the first link, the chain is forged. The first speech censured, the first thought forbidden, the first freedom denied. Chains is all irrevocable. No one should feel obligated to join this mission. I believe that I can do more. Hasn't that been the problem all along? You've never been willing to do what's necessary to attain it. <laughs> okay, we're back. We're back. So today's topic is um, so I, I I got a little bit of a confession to you all. I'm not really Johnny. Oh no, I'm an imposter. Oh, oh, well, all right. <laughs> yep. This guess- is called the imposter syndrome. <laughs> oh, oh, this is a, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. It's I've a got deal. a story. I've got a story for, for this. All right, here we go. So you might be asking, what is the imposter syndrome? So this is actually a thing that people. Go through. It's a uh, so the formal definition I guess I picked up from the online is this is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Mm. So despite all the external evidence that you're doing fine, that you're doing good, um, people experience this phenomenon, remain convinced that they are frauds and do not deserve all that they achieve. Um, and it goes on, blah blah blah. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about the different types. Of imposter syndromes and so forth, but uh, so I ask you guys: Does this concept resonate with you all a little bit? Do you like feel like, man, I really don't deserve the accomplishments I, I have in life, or and you feel like you're not worthy, sorta? I get that every so often. I get it, and then like, then I work in a team at work, and I'm like, no, 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 
I'm, I'm brilliant. <laughs> uh, for for me, you know, I would think that sometimes I'm like, uh, you know, I've worked really hard and uh, I'm just middling by, uh, you know, and it's and it's kind of like, what is the difference between me and someone who is very successful? And what's the difference between me and someone who's not very successful? And I don't think it's that much. Uh, yes and no, right? So, so for some cases, I think some people are super lucky and just made slightly different choices. Bobbed when you should have weaved and, and then they ended up rich or were born rich. But I, I met somebody new. I met uh, one of my friends, friends uh, yesterday. And then I was talking to her. I was like, oh, hey, what's up? And then she was like talking about her boyfriend or whatever. And I was like, okay, so like what's your, your boyfriend do? And then she was like, oh, he uh, owns 20 houses. And uh, and he also is a some type of like a, a, a millionaire a lawyer, a lawyer for millionaires, which must mean he probably yeah. is rich too. And I was like twenty houses. I was like, and then she said, "What a loser!" <laughs> and I was like, I was just like, man, like I wouldn't even want to have that much crap on my plate. Like, and that's probably the difference between me and this dude. Like, I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah, I worked hard and. Up to and then I stopped. <laughs> like I worked really hard through college and high school or whatever, and then I was like, and and then I was coast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah okay. which kind of sucks. I think that really is what happened. I'm gonna let my foot off the accelerator, <laughs> put it on neutral, and just coast and see yeah. how far I get here. And like, unless this guy is like the dude that owns the company that owns twenty houses, if he's managing them himself, like I, I don't even want that for real. <laughs> like I don't know, but I think that he's that dude is like, okay, I'm going to hustle. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do my thing every day. And, and, and that's just twenty houses and being a lawyer. Imagine. Folks like Bezos or or Musk, right? Folks who juggle like or Steve Jobs back in the day. Did didn't he fly between Apple and Pixar or something like that? Like something like that. Yeah. He devoted like two days a week to Pixar and the other days to Apple, flying back and forth. And imagine all the decisions that guy had to make. Keeping it all straight must yeah. be crazy. Uh, side note about Elon Musk. You know he got in trouble for uh, yeah. a number of things, but like smoking weed on that podcast. Mm-hmm. I listened to that podcast. Have you ever heard Elon Musk like speak or, or listen to an interview with him, whatever? The, the, the Are you talking South about African like his, his kind of disjointed, you know, speaking style? He is a, he is like, I don't want to call him autistic, but he, I got the impression that he was alienly smart. Like, like, like he was having a hard time uh, lowering his intelligence level to communicate with humans. He, he was, he was weird. <laughs> yeah, it was like. He might just be weird. He might just be an awkward yeah. person, but I got the feeling that he was like so smart that it, it was like um, it was hurting him to talk at that level. Yeah, it was weird. It was it was it was noticeable that there was something yeah. going on in his mind. Like he it's, it's, it's kind of like Bo trying to explain like <laughs> electronics to us. <laughs> you know, he's like, I, I don't know how to get down that level, guys. So you got to get the P layer and the N layer. <laughs> <laughs> TCIP, you know, you you know that. Okay, of so, go on, go on. Uh, so the the so yeah, so Bo, you got any imposter syndrome scenarios? No, I was just more thinking like I imagine that you, you know like let's say I I look at the the janitor or something like that and they're probably like you know these people that that you know I sit we sit in an office area environment right and the janitor's probably you know thinking that we are maybe smarter than we actually are whereas uh-huh. you know if they're for for but a couple of things I would be in the same position as the janitor it's not like it's not like I'm I'm any better for a person than yeah. Than that's that a good person. perspective. That's yeah. a good perspective. You know. I, I, yeah, people, people. That, that's the thing I don't like uh, about was well, one of the things I don't like about um. What's a nice way of saying this? Um, people who I should have said a blue collar as an example instead of a janitor, but yeah, we're very pro pro janitor on the uh, yeah. Hudo show. Very pro. 
bro. The, uh, but, but like, I, I think clean place. an issue I have with like a uh, with upper middle class people who think that they are that they got there, you know, through their through their hard work and not like through their they got they went to a good school because they you know because of or like the people that think I built this, I did this all by myself. I am an island. I am a man. I'm like, no, you you had uh, clean water, you had uh, roads you could ride on, you went to a good public school. You're uh, I don't know, all these other things that you are discounting as being part of like society, what society did to help you get to where you are. You didn't do this yourself. And it's like, no, I built all this. And if and, and if I was born in India, I'd still be uh, the, the richest person. I'd still be as rich as I am now because through my hard work. And I'm like, not necessarily. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Like, so when I think of the, about this concept, sometimes the imposter syndrome is kind of like. Back on topic. <laughs> <laughs> There, there, there's a, a a clip in Star Trek: The Next Generation that um, that I use as an example sometimes, right? So Captain Picard and Beverly Crusher are a maroon on a planet, but they have this. Oh, I remember this. I like this. Oh, actually. here we go. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so they have this uh, device implanted on them because they were captured and now they escape wherever. So they have this device implanted where they can hear each other's thoughts. Oh, oh, all right. Oh. I, they need to kill the scientists that's working on that. Yeah, I really yeah, don't yeah. want that to yeah, be yeah. a real thing. So, 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 and they have to be like within really close to each other. Right? Yeah, or, or else they get sick or something. Yeah. So, so, anyway, so, so they're they've escaped the prison. They got these devices in them, and they're trying to make their way out. Right. So the captain's used to authority, used to giving commands and stuff. So they're going, and he's like, um, "Which way to go? Um, right. Let's go right." And then they start marching right, and Beverly Crusher like, "Wait a second, Captain." Ye- you have no idea where we're going, do you? <laughs> like, you just randomly picked a decision, didn't you? And he's like, yeah, you got me. Like, as a captain, as a command figure, sometimes you don't know which way to go, and you just have to look confident in the direction you go and, and just go for it. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's that's a point there. Sometimes, given the information you have in your life, should I go pursue this degree and major? Should I go take that job or not? Should I go date that girl or not? You just got to take a leap sometimes and just go for it. And see where it takes you. Yeah, and and whenever I saw that episode, I thought that was the clearest example of what it means to be a leader that the show had to offer. You know, like as in like nuts and bolts mm-hmm. of leader. A leader is just someone says makes a decision and then make sure that everybody follows through with it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I want to hate on it, but I, I I think you know I would be being cynical. I think in real in reality you have to pick a direction and go with it <laughs> and then like on, when you're stuck on an island in the middle of a desert you don't know <laughs> so yeah, yeah so you just have to yeah. like confidently walk <laughs> yeah and, and just to be clear we're not advocating like randomly picking decisions or making uninformed decisions it's just based on if you have to make a decision with the information you have you gotta do something so yeah. so in your reading about this imposter yeah. syndrome because yeah. um from what i understand about it it's it's uh, gendered. It's a very gendered phenomenon. It used to be. Recent studies are now showing it applies to men and women just as equally. Equally? I don't believe equally. that. I don't believe that. Are you on fake news.com? <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my instinct is that that is uh, it's not that, true. That what, it, it happens more to women? By by a long shot. I is my is my guess. I, I mean, if you have data over there, There's I don't, data. I don't want to be the guy that argues with data. You are the guy. But, yeah. um, but either men got way less confident over time, which I'm seeing no evidence of. Or women got way more confident over time, which I'm still not seeing evidence of. Like, like one of our our good friends is one of the smartest people I know—a female, a, a lady. Oh, and um, I was gonna say thank you, Lane. <laughs> I mean, you're pretty good. <laughs> but like, but but even even her, uh, well established in her career. You're still not talking about Johnny, right? No, 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 no. Okay. I, I, I call I say Johnny by name. Okay. Our friend who who is one of the smartest people I know, well well respected in her career, still like. 
wants to to be super overqualified for for a position at work before she applies for a position versus like i think i think a guy the average guy would be like no uh you know i'll learn on the position and a woman wants to be like overqualified for it before she does it so i think that's also true i think the amount of um internal um confidence you need to go pursue something is much less for a guy where a woman needs to be like way overly confident before she will actually pursue something i think that's also been scientifically um, proven in research but in terms of imposter syndrome i think the degree of it might be different for men and women maybe i haven't dug into that level of detail yet but i think guys do experience it just as much as women but it may not affect the way um, we make our decisions or what actually how, how comes out of it i'm not yeah. sure if i'm explaining that correctly but like the three of us probably feel it on some level maybe our female counterparts in bizarro world feels it like twice as much but the point is we all feel it to a degree mm. oh okay so like i mean yeah i mean if, if if every man feels it at a two and every woman feels it at a five but everybody feels it and then like i guess that's yeah. a true statement yeah yeah it's a, so like it's funny that you would bring it up because it's not the exact same thing but um but recently alex trebek uh was mm. a he was chosen to be a moderator of a a, a, gov, a gubernatorial debate in like uh, I don't know Pennsylvania or something like that. I heard about that? Yeah. Yeah, but he he was terrible at it, <laughs> and he got booed, and he did a really bad job. And he was like, oh. And then he like afterwards he did an interview. Was like, I have I had no idea what I was doing. Oh wow. And I was like, that's that's clear. Not the imposter effect, but like no woman would do that. Like uh, it like a just taking on a job knowing that they had no idea what to do with it. Yeah, but but men have so much self-confidence, like yeah. the opposite of the imposter effect, that some guy who knows he has no idea how to do a gubernatorial debate would go do it <laughs> and suck at it. Like, when was the last time you heard about some high-profile woman just getting up there and, and boning up? Like, it doesn't happen that often because yeah. they, they usually are overqualified for stuff they do because but, they uh, don't have the, think, the innate uh, confidence of a man. No, no, that that's totally... Well, I, I think it's... Because of different reasons, where what you're describing, Lance, I believe is because of society norms, where the pressure we put on women to be so perfect, to do things just right, or else you would be scrutinized so heavily compared to a man. I think that because of those society norms that, that are unfortunately out there is what causes women to like, okay, I got to be overly confident. I know what I'm doing because I don't want to be putting myself out there like that, which is a different uh, manifestation of you know, what we see today, mm. you know, in the imposter syndrome world in, in that specific uh, realm, I think that happens to all of us just on different degrees. Like I was saying before, you know, I still think it's worse for women. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to stick firm with that. We can disagree yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not sure I really, maybe I'm not following this. We like, might be talking about two slightly different. But yeah. Cause, too. cause yeah. imposter syndrome is something like after you have the job and you have success, you don't think that you deserve the success. Right. And you're talking about before you even have it oh, decided oh. to, to jump good, on the skill way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But at the same time, right? So, like, say there's three levels of manager. Like, uh, level one, you're a low manager. Level two, you're an upper manager. Level yeah. three, you're an uh, executive manager. I'm thinking that the the woman, average woman or whatever, at level one is suffering from imposter syndrome at a level that where she wouldn't want to apply to be level two. So, she has made it in a way, mm-hmm. but the imposter syndrome is keeping her from believing in herself enough to go to level two whereas some mediocre man is just going to like uh try to get promoted to his level of incompetence i think that happens less for women 
Yeah, I apply for that job every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, okay. and our friend less so, and I think she's as smart as you, if not smarter. <laughs> yeah, I think you know it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. So, in my uh, reading, I did uncover five types of imposter syndrome. Oh. So let's see which one of these resonate with you all. Okay. okay. Are you the perfectionist? Are you the superwoman or superman? Mm, okay. Are you the natural genius? I thought I was. <laughs> and then, until I got to college. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, no. I'm like upper middle. These motherfuckers are smart. Are you the rugged individualist? No, I hate those people. <laughs> That's both. <laughs> or are you the expert? I would like to be an expert, but yeah. I think I'm probably a perfectionist. You think you're the perfectionist? If I had yeah. to pick without knowing what they mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, what yeah. about you, Bo? Uh, it's kind of hard to, you know, I, I always, to be honest, I always feel very uncomfortable judging myself in these things. Okay, I'll judge you. Hey, okay. okay. <laughs> it's, it's actually easier if I defer, like, judgment of myself to other people. Well, I think you are the rugged individualist. Okay, yeah. So, what's the, read the characteristics for that one. Oh, uh, the characteristics of these things? Yeah. yeah. I gotta look it up now. Oh, you don't have the thing there? Well, I have the links in here somewhere. <laughs> okay. So, rugged individualist. Well, so, so Bo, do, do you like team projects? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so if there's a thing that has to be done, would you, like, you're, okay, we have to get this well, thing done. Okay, so. Would you rather if, do it by yourself or would you rather have a team? Oh, well, it depends. So, if it's, Generic. if it's a, my, my preference, if I'm working on a team uh, and we have a, a common goal, right, is to say, I need this, this, and this, and then I say, okay, I'll bring that to you, and then uh, basically I go off to my little cubby hole. And I do my work, and I bring back what they ask for. Hmm. So that's kind of like both, because it does seem like you kind of so, are doing it yourself. So the yeah. rugged individualist um, sufferers who feel as though asking for help reveals their phoniness are what um, what they call rugged individuals. So it's okay to be independent, but not to the extent that you refuse assistance so that you can prove your worth. So do you refuse assistance to prove your worth, Bo? Uh... Yeah, probably. That's there, mm-hmm. I probably there's a flaw there, you know. Mm. There's that. So, so and and Lance, you were saying you were the perfectionist, right? Yeah, but I also don't really ask for help too much. I mean, maybe at work I ask for help. In yeah. in life, I don't like to ask for help. So, so think about it. the perfectionist sets excessively high goals for themselves, and when they fail to reach a goal, they experience major self doubt and worry about measuring up. Yeah. You know, minus that measuring part. I mean, no problems there. <laughs> Look at these hands. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Imposter. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think... I think, like, when I F up uh, in life and at work, I, like, I oh, I hate it so bad. I, I had a bad day at work, um... Maybe, like, Tuesday, I did some stuff wrong, and I was like, man, I, oh, I felt so bad. I was just, like, I just wanted to just, like, crawl into a hole. Oh, yeah? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So maybe that's it, yeah. So, so here's a couple questions you can ask yourself. Oh, plans do you feel you do you have great difficulty delegating oh yeah yeah everybody uh, yeah. else is screw up when <laughs> when you miss the insanely high mark on something do you accuse yourself of not being cut out for the job i don't know about all that no nah, all right do you feel hurt. like your work must be 100 percent perfect mm. i don't i don't suffer from that maybe not 100 percent, but <laughs> I, I i have a high standard for my work products yeah and the last question is are you not asian <laughs> 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 per our early discussion about these hands. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so for for me, I feel like I identify with the uh, Superman. 
Okay. Nice. Syndrome. I'm glad so, we're all different. That's good. Yeah. yeah. That's why the Hunter shows uh, <laughs> succeeds. Yeah. So for this one, uh, since people who experience this phenomenon are convinced they're phonies among the real deal colleagues like you two, they often push themselves to work harder, very Asian, and harder <laughs> to measure up. Uh, let's see. Here's some questions I can ask myself. Do you stay later at the office than the rest of your team? Nope. When I have to, I will. Do you get stressed when you're not working and find downtime completely wasteful? Yes. <laughs> you do, Yeah, that's you. Yes. That's you. I, I don't I, have that problem. Yeah. <laughs> downtime is wasteful. I, oh, can't, I can't stand it. I, Y'all I, have downtime? <laughs> oh, yeah. I love my downtime. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do you feel like you haven't truly earned your title? Despite numerous degrees and achievements, so you feel pressed to work harder and longer, blah, blah, blah. You got that? I don't think you got that. Oh, yeah, I feel that. Really? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. Like this this new project I'm working, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm getting attached to this new high-profile project at work. So, you know, walking around meetings, doing some meetings and stuff like that, and people are like, oh, hey, Johnny's in the room. That's fantastic. That's good for the project, right? I'm like, hey, thanks for the accolade. But internally, I'm thinking like, I have no idea what this project's about. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm like, like I'm seeing these meetings. They're yeah. talking about stuff. I'm like, nope, don't know half these words they're talking about. I guess I'm gonna have to learn a lot about this project here. So this is a new thing. Yeah. Huh. So like, as yeah. you say that, I got, yeah. I thought about it. Like, Th- okay. those are good problems. I feel like. Well, Johnny just keep. He's yeah. so high up yeah, right. that I can see that he's gotten to a point yeah. where I can see him, him like starting to be like, man, I'm you know like really <laughs> high up. But like, this is really a thing. So is this a new phenomenon with you that you've got this? Uh, this like a uh, whatever that last little bit of of self doubt or whatever. I feel like you were pretty confident when you were like a like a regular worker bee. And I thank poker for that. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's it's a nice facade I put on. Where like, hey, it's just like Captain McCard. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up in Star Trek Next Generation. You know, you gotta don't let your troops see your sweat. Right, like the, that's one of the tenets of, of leadership as well. Yeah, okay, that's good. Right? Be vulnerable, but don't let them like see you like stressed out and never vulnerable and like totally out of whack or that. something. Won't do it. <laughs> I'm shot like mm, yeah. bullets are delicious. Oh, well, see, I'm not in a leadership position, so I get like hit by uh, like a tree branch. I'm like, ah, <laughs> take me out. I'm done. I'm done. Ah, nah. Send me home. Okay, I'm in a low level leadership position, and I try, I try not to let anything let me sweat. <laughs> I have no leadership. <laughs> it's, so. it's all right. Yeah. We get paid the same, so you're winning. <laughs> so, um, so I did take a quiz on this as well, which you can put in the show notes. Okay. So out of a hundred. What would you guys think I scored? Uh, what's the quiz? Like, yeah, what's this? The, the is quiz is super simple. It's like zero seven. good, 100 bad? Yeah. Uh, uh, on, how, on how impostery you think you are? Yeah, so 100 is I'm not actually who I am. I've been replaced by aliens. <laughs> um, a zero is like I'm the real deal, super in tune and comfortable. And, and yeah. He puts the pod in podcast. He's the pod person. Uh, I w- I'm going to say um, uh, you're pretty hope high profile. I would say it's pretty hard to be in um, new projects kind of scattered throughout um, and to be making decisions on such uh, high-level things. Um, And to know it, like for me, I feel like I have to know something extremely in-depth so that I'm not uh, making a a poor decision. And so if I I get a task, I tend to kind of say like, okay, I need to know everything about this before I can do anything. But for me to know everything, you know, I have to spend, you know, a month or yeah, something yeah, to, yeah. to learn it. Yeah. Right. And so if I come in cold, then I I feel completely, uh, what is it called, uh, out of my depth. Uh, I would say. That's almost every day for me. Yeah. So <laughs> so it's it's kind of like um, you kind of you do have to 
you're probably in a position where you know you have to re, you have to rely on the people around you, right? And that knowledge that the people around you give you is, you know, I, for for me, I, I like if I don't have primary sources, essentially like a textbook, or I actually do an experiment myself or something like that, mm-hmm. then I'm somewhat less inclined to believe it. Uh, and so relying on people's word is kind of like you have to you get burned. Yeah, you get so burned because because you have to you have to be like okay, um, they did the experiment and they told me this thing, but am I interpreting it exactly as they you know saw it and yeah. did it right? And so you're kind of like playing telephone essentially in your head. Uh, I'm gonna say forty percent. Whoa, 40. way too low. Yeah, or or, or totally right. Well, guess what? We'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it's oh, if it's under seventy, uh, I'm thinking that um, either I, I, I won't say. I think I'm thinking seventy. Pretty close, sixty six. Ah, there it is. There it is. Okay. Hmm. Right. Mm, I think a lot of that's a function of how high up you are. But let me see. Do I think about that? Yeah. Mm. I mean, do you think it's accurate? Yeah, it's it's pretty close to accurate. I mean, it, it's very prevalent throughout the rest of life. It's not just at work, right? It's like I'm sitting in Starbucks working on my side project. And I'm like, really? This is my side project? Am I just fooling people with this thing? So there's that. And then you go on dates and you think you're doing good on it. But then you leave it. You're like, you know what? Man, that was horrible. That was, that was not a good date and stuff. You know, so there's that hmm. thing out there. Ding. All right, guys. Well... Hopefully that conversation uh, brought something to all of us and blah, blah, blah. We learned something from it. All right. Okay. Let's move on to the next topic. No, it's not a to- new topic. It's the next segment. It's a segment. Whatever. <laughs> let's just keep going. Okay. So, uh, was it, was it, did you step out of the captain's ready room? Yeah. Get the heck out of my captain's <laughs> ready room. Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay. We'll be back after this. Transfer of data is complete. Hey, welcome back to the Junto Show. And um, let's see. I am the Return of Big Mouth on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> the Return of Big Mouth. Have you seen that show? Uh, no, but uh, it's is it like a Family Guy kind of thing? No, it's good. Okay. Johnny. <laughs> I am Johnny, also known as A Star Is Born. Mm. And I am Bo. I am known as Foot of Moccasin. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I, you know what? Let's just not ask about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just keep going <laughs> and just let it sit. <laughs> so, so Big Mouth isn't like a, a like Family Guy per se. It's um. It's about these uh like maybe fourteen year old kids or whatever who are going through puberty and then they have like the puberty monster kind of like uh is in their their ear telling them to uh I don't know like have sex and like kiss girls and then the the girl puberty monster uh-huh. is like uh telling them to you know kiss boys but it's way funnier than that <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's good I like it yeah okay so uh we're in our world famous pop culture segment Woo-hoo. so so gentlemen uh, what have we been reading watching seeing playing etc. Um, I guess I'll go. Hey, uh, hey. that's him. Uh, so I have finished um the uh, book Fear, uh, ah, the yes. Trump White House. Ah, yes. Um, the basically the main thesis. How many of the kayaks book? out of out of five? Uh, you know, <laughs> I would say one. Ooh, a whoa! One kayak. Wow. Yeah, I I would say it it looked like it was gonna go good, but then kind of ended on kind of a like a note that I was like this this kind of feels like um. Uh, like a salesmanship job by the Trump lawyer. So, oh, really? Okay, yeah. this is. I'm glad you said that because I had the same impression <laughs> that um, it was kind of a uh, not a not a sales job, but I thought I thought it was too kind to the the conservatives on the one I read about Obama. 
The one about Nixon I thought was really good though. No. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Well. Well, I guess the the at the end of the book, you know, essentially Bob Woodward interviewed, you know, everybody that's been in the Trump White House, and I kind of felt like, you know, he he didn't have his um, I don't want to say a critical eye. Yes, exactly. But it was. You know, he just basically took their words and just wrote it down. It was like, here, this is what they said. Yep. You know, and so you kind of read it and you're like, you're like, okay, you know, th- that may be the truth. I mean, but you're not as credible as I, as your, as your name says. In as the your news. reputation seems to precede yeah. you. Yeah. That you yeah. would take something, some spin that a politician is giving you and then report it as fact. Well, yeah. And it may not be spin, but, but it, it didn't feel like it was verified and collaborated yeah it just felt like it was just like that if trump's lawyer said something and you you were like oh this is gospel yeah Yeah, it's kind of like saying like i i tell you i'm great great in bed and you're like oh yeah it must be true oh yeah (laughs) well don't you do your own performance reviews uh well and the other uh so then i read another book um and it is so i am a fan of the genre of so I'm a I'm a I'm a huge sci-fi fan. I like sci-fi books, but the other genre that I do like is uh, humorous essay books. Oh, okay, I've got one for you then, if you're curious. So I I kind of uh, I read a lot of uh, David Sedaris kind of books. Yeah, right. So he's uh, Dorsey's have, a big fan of that guy. Yeah, so I have a I have a couple of his books that I've read, um, and so there's another guy that uh, he is. He, I don't know if he's like the king of the, of the humorous books. Is um, David Foster Wallace, and he wrote a book called "Consider the Lobster," <laughs> and it's essentially uh, like six or so essays. And it's a it's a, except for a couple of the stories, it's a really good book. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it's kind of I want to say that uh, if you're a fan of Daria, you remember I love Daria. Daria. You yeah, love Daria. Yeah. I like Jane uh, really, but yeah, so. It's kind of like if Dario was uh, an essayist, essentially, and uh, the, the the first essay is about him going to the Adult Video Music Awards uh, or the Adult Video Video Awards in 1998, mm. and so he writes about that, and it's it's pretty funny read. And the funny thing about it is he uses words like syllogism and ontology and these really smart words, and he's talking about like these. You know all the people that he's talking to are, uh, and writing about essentially are. I can't even repeat some of the right. <laughs> some right. of the it's words. Like Ninety eight. Yeah. So uh, that was a uh, was it eighth grade. Yeah. yeah. And so there's it's, this it's, like it's, one. It's bait. There's this one funny part of it where he talks about how uh, this one guy he won uh, like male performer of the year, right? <laughs> and so then he had his 14 year old brother come up and get his <laughs> and claim his award, <laughs> and everybody was like, "What's going on with this <laughs> this kid?" And uh, the guy, kid goes up there. I'm sorry, my brother couldn't come and uh, accept the award in person. Um, I've taught him everything he knows. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody's ah, da, 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 you know, that's pretty good. Also, so, that's a. Uh, I don't know if that's good for that little guy or bad. For that little guy. <laughs> like I went to. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but it's one of those things. Just like that was. Oh, that was back in the '90s. You it's could okay. do that. Kind of, it's okay back then. It's okay. Back. My sister it's, took it's me okay. to uh, to Black College Reunion when I was a. Uh, like Black Spring Break uh-huh. in Daytona when I was like maybe 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a great time, but I was way too young to go. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome, though, and I, I love her forever for that. <laughs> yeah. So I will say um, that book. Uh, What's it called again? 
uh, consider the lobster. So <laughs> you uh, and lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw that book and I was like, ah, I'll give it a shot. Uh, so David Foster Wallace, he's a, a really good author. Uh, too bad he committed suicide. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, at the at the young age of forty six, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, yeah, I would I would recommend uh, that book uh, by him. Hey, I got I got the uh, so you like a uh, humorous essays, huh? I got yep. I got the black one for you. Okay. Okay. It's uh, it's called I'd rather we got casinos and uh, in, in other tales uh, by right. by uh, Larry Wilmore. Larry Wilmore is uh, the creative creator of Blackish and co-creator of Insecure on HBO. Okay. And, and he did the nightly show on uh the black the Black Daily Show on um before it was yep. Trevor Noah. Uh, now there is one thing I do want to say about uh, humorous uh, essays, and see if I can find the uh, the thing that I wrote here. Uh, this is up. Uh, okay, uh, so Mark Twain um, was uh, kind of a humorous uh, storyteller as well, and he he wrote in How to Tell a Story, a humorous. Mm. Uh, this is his uh, writing, building on our uh, theme from last episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, and this kind of. Uh, gets to the humorous story is a is a uniquely American story, but he says uh, to string incongruities and absurdities together in a wandering and sometimes purposeless way, and seem innocently unaware that they are absurdities, is a basis of the American art. Hmm. If my position is correct, another feature is the slurring of the point. A third is the dropping of the studied remark apparently without knowing it, as if one were thinking aloud. The fourth and last is the pause. So that's how he says how he how to tell a humor story but essentially it seems hard to put in practice based on <laughs> yeah but but you know a lot of the humorous stories that i read is essentially studies and absurdity you know uh, in everyday life yeah 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 well, what's the deal what's the deal <laughs> yeah. so i i will say that uh i recommend this book and uh uh what was the guy's name larry wilmore I'll larry wilmore you. i'll text you okay yeah it's, it's, it's pretty it short it's uh it's it's funny it's old though. It's funny though. Okay, so Johnny, what about you? Oh, um, I've been doing my due diligence as always. Uh, let's see Sacrificing here. Sacrificing for the for the Junto listeners. Got the OGs. So I watched a movie called Bleach on uh, Netflix streaming. I, I'm, I haven't seen it, but I'm was super that curious. any good? It's good. I Whoa. De- I definitely enjoyed it. Wow, it was a lot of fun. I never watched the anime, yeah. so so take that for what it's worth. But for me, the uninitiated, it, it had a fun premise, was good it, special w- effects, good it, humor, solid. Was Yoroichi black? I. Uh, I don't know the character's name. Or, or, so. Female with the orange outfit. No, I don't remember any black characters. In mm-hmm. they're, they're all played by by uh, Asian people. Oh, so they black, they ye- yellow washed. <laughs> <laughs> the yellow face. Is that how you do? <laughs> yeah. Go on. I watched uh, King Lear, which is streaming on Amazon Prime. All right. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Um, what was that female actress Emma Thompson? I believe it is. is wow. Is okay, so this is a good cast. Is, is it Emma g- Thompson? Emma Thompson. She's I don't remember, but I know I've seen some of her stuff. Yeah, and I think yeah. I liked it. It's a it's a strong cast. Yet, I cannot understand Shakespeare language. I don't like the. I, I can't do it. Yeah, me it, it. It's a cool twist. This is on present day environment too, so it's not taking place back in the day either. It's, it's yeah. present day stuff. They adapted it to today's kind of like a futuristic technology a little bit. Yeah, you know. But I still can't understand what's going on half the time. You know, you know man, so I, it's a shame. Good. Actor. I have tried to like Shakespeare. Yep. It's I don't I don't want I don't want to say it's garbage because it's the basis <laughs> for a lot of you know yeah, a lot of yeah, our yeah. modern stories, but I will say that it's 
doesn't it it's kind of like when i watched uh, citizen kane i was like oh this is like the one of the top 10 movies yeah, yeah. and then i'm like i'm like just waiting the whole entire time for, for him to say rosebud rosebud and i'm like <laughs> i'm like that's the movie I, yeah same same thing with both <laughs> me and you man yeah i think and it's bad we have so good shakespeare is a citizen kane of stories yeah <laughs> good movie good movie mojo reference there bo yeah <laughs> okay. I also watched uh, a simple favor in theater starring Blake Lively and uh, and our girl Anna Kendrick. Yeah, was Deadpool in it? Was it Deadpool? In it? <laughs> <laughs> I will say that movie was fun, fun, fun. You were kept guessing what was going on, and you can't uh, you can't quite label that type of movie. There is like a thriller, is a comedy, is a noir, mystery. It's all kinds of stuff. So highly recommended. Go check that out um, this weekend. Two movies comes out that I'm looking forward to. One is A Star is Born, starring Bradley Cooper and mm-hmm. Lady Gaga. I love Lady Gaga. I yeah. like I like Bradley Cooper too. Yeah. yeah. Did That's you watch the American Horror Story? American Horror. Uh, I want to. Yeah. Like she's she's all right. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. you know right. and she she knows her role yeah. and she, she doesn't it. go outside of it and then yeah. she's good at that. So. Oh, there you go. They uh, just released a song they sang together. Fantastic song. Bradley Cooper singing? I think this one has him singing, but I think he has a voiceover in the movie hmm. for certain songs. Well, The Rock sang his song on Moana, so yeah. I guess that's a thing you can yeah. do. So guess how many times this movie has been made? Uh, this is not the first time. I've it. It's no. been remade several times. So I, I think it's actually in the Criterion Collection from like the 40s or something like that, so, right? So, so at I, least five. At based on my <laughs> research, which is typing into IMDb <laughs> and seeing how many movies pop up with this title, how many would you think? Six. Five. Seven. Ah. <laughs> seven. Starting in 1937. It's yeah. been remade seven times. There's one Korean version out there. Ooh. Um, the 1950s-ish was starring Judy Garland. And then the 1970s. In the Korean version? No. <laughs> <laughs> the 1970s had like the Barbara Streisand version. Right. And now we get Gaga. Hey. So, so oh. looking forward to that. Okay. And um, I am in the middle of a book called The Subtle Art of... Of not giving a, why is that book F. so popular? I read that book too, and I, it was a bestseller. And, yeah, but I don't know how that, it got to be such a big thing. I, I think the title is a big lure. How did you? What brought you to it? The oh well, I keep hearing other people talk about it, so I was like, you know what? I'll check it out. And, and what I will say is that, yeah. um, sometimes these like leadership books or productivity books are very like jargon intensive or very dry. Or you know, I was like, yeah. hey, do this or do that, and here's some facts to go along with, which is great. But this guy just uses funny language. Obviously, he's he's saying f all the time, and he's you know just using dramatic and funny stories to highlight his point. So, all right, he all doesn't. Good. So there was I did read one. It it, it sounded it, it was it sounded like as if Kavanaugh was reading the book to me. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that's good. So he's like he's like crying in the intro and, <laughs> and yelling at you in the uh, prologue. First, the first chapter is about how he likes beer. <laughs> second chapter is this about is that's actually how you don't give enough. You're <laughs> drunk all the time, except when you're studying <laughs> or or the weekdays, yeah. when, or okay. when you're working out. A <laughs> calendar, so crazy. Uh, much respect to our Supreme Court justice. Okay, so I saw um, with Johnny uh, Fahrenheit eleven nine. The new Michael Moore uh, movie. I drug him along to it, so don't put anything on his beliefs that he went to go see that. <laughs> uh, Michael Moore's from Flint. I'm from Flint, and I like all his movies, and this one was a uh, was no exception. Though it did ramble a bit, um, I thought that it still had a... Um, it, it's not like a movie all about Trump. It's, it goes into lots of different stuff, so it right. kind of rambles, but 
overall, I was like, yeah, I like it. And he has a good method of storytelling that gets his point across about the things he wants to tell you about. And I uh, typically agree with him. So kudos to Michael Moore. Agreed. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, I saw, oh, I finished uh, Preacher season three. Love that show. Love all the characters. It's uh, bad on purpose in all the good ways, <laughs> but it's good where it's supposed to be good. And let's see what else. Oh, and um, I am about a third of the way through my third novel that I have no idea what's going on in the novel. <laughs> oh, I think okay. I'm done reading uh, fiction books for a while. I just cannot focus. <laughs> oh, what book is it? It's um, it's called uh, it's it's by E.J. No, no, it's not. That's my phone. You keep asking me stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't tell you anything about it. That's the whole the whole problem. Yeah. Let's <laughs> see. This book is called. I get through like a chapter of those books. I got I, there, I got a book to a sci-fi book called The Embassy. I was like, oh man, it's called The Fifth Season. The every, fifth season? Yeah, Every Age Must Come to an End by N.K. Jemison. Wait, I read that whole entire series. That's yeah. an awesome series. It's supposed to be, and that's why I put it on my list. Yeah. It's, it's, I just need to sit, I need to. You, that first, that, I thought the first part of that book was awesome. I have no idea what it's about. You don't. Uh, I need to listen to it on a road trip or something. Like, I, yeah. I don't think I'm focusing properly. Like, I can focus on, on political books and whatnot, because they, yeah. they really interest me right now, but I'm just like, well, reading all these books, and then I just get halfway through it, like. Are they aliens? Or yeah. I would think if if there's any sci-fi book that you would resonate with, it's like that book. I don't think it's the, and I think she's a black author, if I'm not mistaken. I, yeah, I but in the whole entire the whole entire like premise of the story is kind of like is rooted in like, okay, well, like kind of like slavery kind of stuff. Yeah, no, that's, that's know, I heard and about oppression. It. I, was like, and all. I was like, yeah, slavery. So, so, so <laughs> but uh, I don't think it's her writing or or the genre. I think I'm just not in a place right now where I can focus on things that aren't about how horrible the world is. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's one of the best sci-fi books that's come out in the last couple of years. I'll, I'll circle back around to it. Yeah. Okay, and that's all I've got. Oh, last shout out: the latest uh, X-Men storyline going on in the comics right now. It's called Extermination. Fantastic. Yeah. Who's uh Who are the the main X people? Uh, this in the in the um. In the spirit of all the great X-Men crossovers, it involves the whole universe, man. Nice. So they're pulling it all in. Hey, did you see the Dark Phoenix trailer? I did. What'd you think? Yeah, it's good enough. So are we going to get two movies with with the uh, scrolls in them? Scrolls? Dark Phoenixes has scrolls? Oh, really? I think that's who they're fighting. I haven't seen the trailer. I think they're fighting. I think Captain Marvel's got scrolls, and now we got scrolls here. This, this is very eerie. Of Remember when we had those Avenger movie with Quicksilver? Yeah. And then X Men oh, yeah. movie had Quicksilver. Are are the scrolls an X Men character? Would you say? You guys are a resident comic expert, Johnny. They're definitely in the X Men comic books, but uh, yeah, hmm. might be. We'll so, see. so I like my villains ominous, right? Mm-hmm. And ominous. foreboding. Um, are the scroll ominous and foreboding? Yeah, it's they're, they're a warrior race, not in terms of like a big figure like uh, Thanos or anything, yeah. but they're like a super scroll. It's kind of like a creepy like. It's a underlying oh. fear. Like it could be anywhere. It could be yeah. anything. It They're shapeshifters. Be... Well, it's it's yeah. you know like so. I like my villains kind of like a storm. I don't know if this 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 ramble is going to make too much sense. So <laughs> I love these. Yeah. Okay. So we live for these. If bro. you're like okay on the beach, right? If you see a storm coming in, mm-hmm. right? There, you can't outrun the storm. It you see it and it's already too late. Yes. That's my favorite type of villain. Right? <laughs> oh man, that's good. You know? The scrolls are like that, I would say. Okay. Yeah, because uh, by the time you by the time you find one, you've been infested by the whole population. Yeah, and 
that sounds very close to the villain in the movie Green Lantern starring Ryan Reynolds, which you would probably love then. If you should watch that movie. You'd be the one. What? Uh, what was the, who was the villain in that one? It was a cloud. It was a cloud, dark cloud that coming at you. Oh, okay. Also, I feel like didn't the Transformers fight a cloud too in one of their movies? I don't know, man. Those uh, are all horrible. Yeah. Well, Game of Thrones, the- there was a cloud in the Game of Thrones, right? And it's winter. It's winter. Yeah. So we're really rambling now. But I will say that the Bumblebee movie is going with the G1 designs for the Transformers, which is all I've ever wanted in any of these movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty excited about it. You're excited for Bumblebee? I'm excited. Are, for you, the- ca- are you calling it right now on the Junto podcast, Lance? No. You are excited about the Bumblebee show. One, is called Junto show. And two, it's, <laughs> I'm excited about the toys that will be <laughs> brought forward from it. Okay, the movie sounds- itself, uh, I, 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 I don't know. The last few have been irredeemably bad that I refuse to get excited for <laughs> for them. But I am excited for the for the merchandise. <laughs> hey uh first first pictures are out for the new Fast and Furious spin off movie. Ooh Hob and Shaw. Yeah. Yep. With uh, I don't even know Hob and Shaw. It's oh. a, it's the Rock and Jason Statham uh stealing the franchise from out from under Vin Diesel and Tyrese is very upset about it. <laughs> Who? Tyrese. Who? <laughs> exactly. Uh Okay. Oh, and one more thing before we sign off. I, I get it. If if you don't say the last thing, I have one more thing. Okay. Well, I this is it's clearly not the same thing. Uh, there was some slander that was said on our last episode that I was a uh, uh, was it mistakenly brought along for. Johnny was a uh, uh, playing games with one of our friends' taste. Our our friend uh, did not like the last Airbender movie. Uh, because nobody did. It was awful. Uh, and, uh, even the people's stars, so, parents didn't watch that movie because so it was terrible. So let's keep this beef going a little <laughs> while longer. Did our friend actually watch this movie? No. Then how do you know he doesn't love it? We don't know. Boom. <laughs> Go ahead, Bo. Okay. Uh, I think you... Fake news. Yeah, that's, um, that's a pretty solid defense. Uh, so... One thing I did see, um, and this is kind of, uh, I'm a child of the 90s, um, and one of the pinnacle movies, I don't know, that's not the right word, but one of the, <laughs> the biggest movies of, of my, my childhood was uh, Space Jam. And I believe oh, yeah. there has been a teaser picture of Space yeah. Jam 2.0. Coming back? Starring LeBron James. LeBron James. Yes. Yeah. yeah I'm, uh, I think it's good. I, I am curious, though, because I, I don't think that uh, Red America likes LeBron James for various reasons and I'm wondering if they're going to take their kids to go see a movie starring him. I think I wonder if he's too polarizing. We'll see. Oh yeah. That well, it's Space Jam. Space Jam is well, as far as I can tell it it uh crosses all bounds. Well, we'll see if anything yeah. can in this uh heated political environment where everything is everything. Yep. Surely Space Jam will. <laughs> we'll see. I I sure hope so. Okay. Cuz I like LeBron James and I like the uh, concept. So. All right. Hey, hey, uh, another Excellent episode of the Junto Show. Man, oh man, how lucky are you to have just spent the last way too long hanging out with your with your buddies. This so. is like four episodes. <laughs> yeah, right? I hope I can cut this up good. So um, uh, as always, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever platform you received this. Uh, forward to your friends. Uh, you can reach us for donation purposes if you really, really enjoy us at patreon.com slash Hunto show. I mean, I, I know the address. I, I could say it too. I don't know why I pass it off to Johnny every time. <laughs> I don't know why either. He's the business department. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> well, it may be also good to spell Hunto. Oh yes, it's a J U N T O. Also, yes. for reference, you can look at your phone <laughs> <laughs> and see what it says. Uh, okay, so yeah. Until next time, thank you very much for listening. Uh, signing off. I'm Lance. I'm Johnny. And I. Bye.